Yes, my dear everyone, I'm very happy to address you today again. Uh, I'm feeling much, much better than yesterday, but still uh, we need to be cautionary. Uh, so I will address you from here. Please join me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Shimate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nityanamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pacharine Nivashesha Shunyavadi Paskatyade Satarine Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Shiva Shadi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Today we will continue our series of seminars called The Magic of Sadhana. Uh, for those of you who were not with us or who might appreciate a refresher, I will uh, uh, once again say uh, why sadhana has a magic or unfolds a magic provided it is properly done it's almost uh, yes when you strike a match towards the side of the matchbox mm, you do it properly the match is not wet and the side where this little you know this paper is which can ignite fire on the match or which which can make a strong ripping 
effect or rubbing effect then fire is going to come but you must uh, really take care that the right circumstances are there therefore in traditional initiation uh, movements we always uh, hear not just about a process but we hear about uh, what uh, needs to be done so that the process works uh, this is naturally or traditionally confirmed by the guru to his disciple and in our movement it is either done by the guru or by senior devotees who uh, preach to us and who give us shiksha or important instructions but the point is we do not just uh, have to understand the process we not must understand how we can apply it then it unfolds the magic the magic of the match <laughs> in our analogy so today we want to discuss uh, Bhagavad Shravan uh, this um, listening to the Bhagavatam I would like to talk about its necessity uh, uh, I would like to say what is the Bhagavatam um, and I will want to also give you some suggestions how to read and relish the Bhagavatam I'm just seeing I'm remembering Shiti Shakti who said when you have a video call uh, and you are there uh, on whom are you looking and and he said you're mostly looking on yourself so uh, I want to avoid this today uh, but I just saw that the seeker needs some <laughs> improvement here good first of all my dear devotees please know that reading the Bhagavatam is one of the foundational practices of those who want to come to Krishna consciousness the reason being that all our processes work only when there is some bandhagyan when you know who you are when you know who God is and when you know uh, what is your relationship to this world the Sambandha Gyan uh, forms the fu fundament of devotional practice and uh, in uh, this uh, uh, knowledge is found in the Bhagavata uh, there are many Vaishnava scriptures but they all refer and draw inspirations from the Bhagavata for instance the many works and Goswami literatures about the pastimes of Radha and Krishna you can see they follow very very closely the Bhagavatam because it is understood that the Bhagavatam is a representative form of Krishna in this world the Sanskrit which Jiva Goswami uses for this is 
Pratinidi Rupa. You find in those temples in Vrindavan where the deities have been removed from the original temple to other uh, temples uh, because of security reasons. Um, you know, there were the Muslims who were really very, very uh, antagonistic to deity worship and to Vaishnavism in general. So the deities had to be removed from Vindavan and so on. But in their stead, representative forms were installed and it was and is understood that these Pratinidhi Rupas or representative forms of Krishna are having the same inborn Shakti as uh, the original deities themselves. This is very important for us to understand that uh, so that we will be able to uh, interact with the Bhagavatam in appropriate ways. It is a representation of Krishna. There is a verse uh, in the Bhagavatam where this is explained in a very nice way. Krishna Svadamopagate Dharmakyanadibisaha Kalonashta Trishamesha Puranako Dunodita. This Bhagavatam is as brilliant as the sun, and it has arisen just after the departure of Lord Krishna to his own abode, accompanied by Dharma, knowledge, etc. So the Bhagavad Purana is like a second son. If Krishna is the first son, uh, when Krishna, this Krishna son departed to his own abode, Krishna left and went to the, uh, his original home, a second son, that is the Bhagavatam, arose. And uh, it brought with him with it, uh, with its, within its womb, you could say, Dharma and Jnana and other such virtues. Persons who have lost their vision due to the dense darkness of ignorance in the age of Kali, that's, that's us, <laughs> shall get light from this Purana. The Acharyas described that when Krishna was just on his way out. Uh, Kali, who had been uh, outside of the earth atmosphere waiting for its chance, uh, was becoming very, very interesting. He was standing there, was very, very much, uh, uh, how do you say, eager to enter with full force the planet earth. but. Uh, Kali was afraid of Krishna. So Krishna was leaving and he looked, there was Kali ready to enter. And he 
felt great compassion for the people of the planet Earth and expanded from his own form the Bhagavatam, the knowledge of the Bhagavatam. And uh, this knowledge was later captured by his other literary incarnation form, this Vyasa, Vyasa Dev, and uh, was brought for the people of this uh, earth, to the planet earth, so that we get light from the second form, this Pratinidhi Rupa. Yes, by listening to Krishna, from the Bhagavatam, something very important happens. This is expressed also in the words of the Bhagavatam. Ishvara Satyohritiyavarutyate Trakritibi Shushubistat Shanad. As soon as one attentively and submissively hears the message of the Bhagavatam. By this culture of knowledge, the Supreme Lord is established within the heart. So just see the, the beauty of this. Krishna manifested the Pratinidhi Rupa and uh, in a representative form. And if we approach this form of the Bhagavatam in an attentive way, and submissively here, second is submissively, then that form comes from outside right into our heart and we become blessed in many, many ways. I have made this experience many times now so that I'm not shy to to speak about it. Uh, yesterday was a day which was difficult for me physically. I was feeling the strong influence of sickness and headaches and everything. And uh, uh, when I chanted my rounds, I thought, oh, what will help now in addition to this? I want to speak tomorrow about the magic of listening to Bhagavatam. Maybe I, let me, let me look at the Bhagavatam. So I have a wonderful copy of the second uh, canto with me. It was published by the Soho Temple. It's really a very beautiful uh, publication and uh, I read in the Bhagavatam um, in the section of uh, that if we don't hear about Krishna our ears are like holes in which snakes come and reside there and I was reading all this and then I read a little bit in in other sections, you know, the second canto, and 
all of a sudden, because I was in a submissive state, I was quite surrendered, I knew this is my chance, all of a sudden, my dear devotees, I felt really that all what was burdening me fell away from me, because Krishna had come in his representative form from outside into my heart and then I was very 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 satisfied you have to however chant attentively and submissively we will hear about this a little later uh, it's uh, and now I will only touch upon this Prabhupada was a great uh, uh, a devotee of the Bhagavatam, as we know, he trans he worked practically every day on the translation of the Bhagavatam. Every day of his life, even when he traveled, he would rise very early in the morning and read the Bhagavatam. I I remember. I was once massaging Srila Prabhupada in Germany and he was not satisfied by the amount of pressure which I put into my massage. I was going up his back like this, uh, but apparently my hands were too soft or there was not enough pressure. So Prabhupada called upon me and said, harder, harder harder <laughs> you know and i tried harder i tried to still do harder and, and very hard the Prabhupada, in a in a kind of oh, it's hopeless he is too soft he asked me what do you do for service and then i i said Prabhupada, i'm translating your books from english into german and when I said this, Prabhupada's whole demeanor changed. He had been quite unsatisfied with my soft massage. He liked a very hard massage. But now he was very interested. He said, how, how many pages you do a day? Because he was a translator. And he uh, had now met another translator and he was talking like one colleague would talk to another colleague. Um, maybe there's a colleague on working on programming and he meet, meets another programming colleague and then they will ask about the secrets. Uh, then they will talk about their secrets and how they do their programming of computers so so uh, Prabhupada in much the same way <laughs> became almost collegial I mean I I know that I'm never on, on the same level as my spiritual master that, that goes beyond without saying it but uh, but I noticed he was immediately very friendly very interested we spoke a lot about uh, translation, 
I mean, a lot is maybe not the right word. Prabhupada was what these practical matters concerned, quite concise, but we gave it some length of time to talk about uh, this. And yeah, so uh, uh, mm, Prabhupada was a great uh, admirer or worshipper of the Bhagavatam, and he worked hard to instill this uh, on us. He made it a regular practice to, that we read each morning the Bhagavatam. At once, at once in Mayapur, a problem started. Uh, devotees uh, left uh, in the midst of his class, and he, Prabhupada stopped his class and asked, Why are they going? They are busy in some other work than the Bhagavatam? Eh? Ugrakama. Ugrakama means terrible work. <laughs> Without hearing what he will do, nonsense. Shravanam Kirtanam, this is our main business. Shravanam, if you don't hear, what will you do? You will do simply sense gratification. That's all. If you are not interested in hearing and speaking gradually, all will be stopped. Unless there is the life of Shravanam Kirtanam, these big, big buildings, these temples will become a burden. So we must be very much alert in our Shravanam Kirtanam. Otherwise, all this labor will be futile. This build, building will be only a nest, a nest for the doves and the pigeons. That is the danger. So you can see Prabhupada thought, hearing the Bhagavatam is the life force of his movement. It's the life which goes on in the temples. It's the life that is uh, energizing everything. Otherwise, uh, it will, everything will be futile. The Prabhupada made this, this observation. Uh, when you take to Bhagavatam, regular Bhagavatam reading, and I really want to uh, uh, put my emphasis on this word regular, uh, you will see a shift in your life and a shift in the atmosphere where you are. The Padma Purana speaks about this. It says, Every place where there's daily Bhagavatam Kata or the recitation of the Bhagavatam becomes a holy place. All Tirtas come there. The residents are blessed with good fortune. All the sinful reactions are completely 
and finally destroyed. Wow. <laughs> the idea is to do it regular. When we speak of reading the Bhagavatam properly or relishing the Bhagavatam properly, we don't speak of an on and off process. We speak of a regular process, a regular uh, chanting of the Bhagavatam is required. There are, in fact, three uh, hours, I'm, I'm speaking like Sutapa, <laughs> three hours uh, which need to be known if you want to read the Bhagavatam. And I urge those who take notes to now take notes as I will give you the process from the Bhagavatam itself. How to extract the nectar of the Bhagavatam. You must know there is in all these spiritual processes there is nectar but it is sometimes hidden for us uh, to us or hidden away from us the nectar is sometimes not uh, directly visible for us for instance in chanting Sometimes it may be hard to complete our 16 rounds uh, because we don't taste any nectar. It's a hard, hard, hard effort and endeavor. And uh, when we hear about instructions uh, of uh, how we should do these devotional processes, all these instructions are really meant to make it easier for us uh, by helping us to relish the taste. Mm, uh, I have given the example, and I think some of you will remember this, that uh, when you have sugar cane stalks that grow on a field, uh, you have to know how to extract the uh, sweetness uh, from the stalks and the way it is done one way it is done is you bring them between uh, two uh, cylinders which revolve like this and press the juice out of the stalks Without this, you will not be able to taste the sweetness in the sugar cane. In the same way, the Bhagavatam or the uh, chanting of the holy name needs to be brought to the right process so that you can extract the nectar out of it. And only then will you be able to do everything with taste and only when you have taste will you be able to maintain your practice even in the face of 
external difficulties. With taste, it is very difficult, very, very easy, I wanted to say. And without taste, it's very, very, uh, uh, how can you say, uh, difficult. Some of my uh, guide caretakers have said, is it really good if you do uh, classes, you are a little bit indisposed? And then I said, well, for a real preacher, uh, preaching is not something that he does out of duty. It is something which he does out of taste. And when he relishes the taste of sharing Krishna consciousness, that gives him strength. I think you uh, have remember you remember Jai Pataka Maharaj. Jai Pataka Maharaj is uh, severely handicapped by a stroke, and the results of the the, the, the effects carry really into every minute of his day. Nothing is normal for him. Nothing is easy for him. But he still continues to preach. And others have uh, uh, suggested to him, no, you better stop. You are now not a uh, uh, fit Maharaj. Take some rest. But for him, preaching is what gives life. Uh, so, because he has tasted something. <laughs> so when you uh, have the taste in reading the Bhagavatam, that's the point. It will never be a duress. It will never be uh, too much. You will naturally gravitate to reading the Bhagavatam and to relishing it. So let me now bring to you the three R's. Uh, which are like the cylinders that extract the nectar uh, from the Bhagavata. First of all, you must do it regularly. This is the third time where I mentioned this verse, this, this, this word, regularly. The Padma Purana says, if you are serious to attain the highest perfection, then you should daily recite at least one verse of the Srimad Bhagavatam. If you can't do that, recite at least half a verse. <laughs> the idea is somehow or other, quantity is not the real measuring point in the sadhana, but regularity is the point which you must keep in mind. Let not a day pass where at least you have looked at the Bhagavatam and skipped over one verse or so. Because if you let that uh, go, then some, some problems come. 
I want to give you an example of medicine. Mm. These medicines are to be taken regularly because they give a certain um, saturation in the blood that drives the illness out of your body. So if you skip one pill, it is not so good. You, you will uh, lower the saturation in the blood. Then uh, you have to start from, uh, from, from scratch again to build up that saturation and let, let it uh, and, and continue uh, experiencing the benefits. So in the same way, my dear devotees, reading regularly and the Bhagavatam creates a certain saturation or pervasiveness uh, of the Bhagavat subject matters in our consciousness. And only when the Bhagavatam pervades your thoughts will you be able to make the right decisions in your life. And only when you make the right decisions in your life will you do the proper activities in your life. And only when you do the proper activities in your life will you get the experiences in your life that make your life spurter. Yeah? So everything starts in the thoughts, and I'm repeating uh, this from an earlier session. The Bhagavatam helps to pervade our thoughts with Krishna conscious ideas so that when time comes to make decisions, either the small decisions or even the hard decisions, <laughs> we will uh, be able to reach back into our consciousness and bring one of the ideas of the Bhagavatam to the forefront of our awareness, and then we can act uh, properly. Yeah, this is the first R. Uh, you need to do it regular. The second R is you do it with, you should do it with rapt attention. I hope I say it properly in English, rapt attention. Uh, what this means is uh, <clears throat> that you are really in a receptive mood, that you are able to take something in. Only when you are attentive, uh, you know, are you able to really take a new idea in its completeness into your thought system and internalize it. This rapt attention is important and in order to reach to the level of rapt attention you might have to, how do I say this, make a few changes in your life. Yes, I'm serious. Uh, to pay rapt attention to the contents of the Bhagavatam uh, is only possible when your mind is pure. When you do, however, impure actions like eating 
food which is not in which is not pure when you are not uh, pure in your sexual conduct I'm speaking of those who are and the married ashram um, and you know uh, and you are not pure there and you uh, are uh, you you may not uh, only do a, a sexual activity in in a, in a physical uh, physical exertion you can also have illicit sex uh, now comes a difficult word I don't know if I get it uh, vicariously more is it vicariously where you where you just watch it you know like when there is a movie and you see the movie uh, all of a sudden the clothes go down you know the better is you you close your eyes and your your ears uh, so that you will not be subtly enjoying the activity by watching it that's by the way very uncultured to watch other people do do something that, that is so uncultured that is almost perverse but in our civilization that has become totally acceptable that's how they sell their movies and so on but really it is the sport of perverse people anyways what a question so uh, uh, yes so you must be uh, watching a little bit your activities uh, they should be pure so that your mind which is where the senses always feed in from all directions no your mind remains pure because only a pure mind can give rapt attention to the pure subjects of the Bhagavatam otherwise it is not possible it is not good uh, it's not possible to have rapt attention the last R <laughs> I have to laugh because I, I like Sutapa Babu's presentation so so much so I'm I'm learning to imitate a little little bit is real faith you have to have faith when you read the Bhagavatam when you when you reject it just because it's so extraordinary it will not go inside I, I remember Burijam Prabhu tells us there was once Prabhupada gave a lecture about these huge birds which fly from planet to planet <laughs> and uh, while they are flying in the atmosphere uh, they, are, uh, they, they lay an egg and the egg falls down and uh, due to the friction of the egg and the atmosphere the eggs hatch and other little birds 
come out and also fly through the atmosphere. Now, for those who are born on planet Earth, this really looks, uh, what is this? What am I, am I supposed to believe it just in the literal sense of the term? So one devotee, after Prabhupada had lectured about this, said, Prabhupada, how can it be, you know, how can birds fly between these thin atmospheres, lay their eggs, and the eggs fall and somehow hatch, <laughs> and then the little baby birds fly. <laughs> Prabhupada, what is this? I think they have not asked Prabhupada with such gestures, but the spirit was a spirit of doubt. So Prabhupada spoke back. He said, what do you know? You are still in the womb of your mother. <laughs> Someone who is in the womb of the mother can obviously not see many things. It's he only sees the, the inside of the womb, not the details of his environment and so on. So yes, in a way we are all conditioned by our senses. There are many, many things even on planet Earth which go on that our senses have no access to. We have no idea what to make out of them and uh, yes so we should uh, uh, be willing to to acknowledge other realities and and be happy that we are not able to make sense of everything so real faith is is important so let us go again through the three r's uh, I can't see you on this screen, so I will, uh, I will, I cannot ask you also. Or let me say, Go Krishna is trying to make something. Mm. Want to see you? Yes, now I can see you. Mm. So let me see. Uh, oh, them. More and more join us who, who are not uh, in the crowd. My God, this is a pleasure to see you. What were the three R's, please, of uh, reading the Bhagavatam? Please say. Oh, yes, I heard you. I heard you. Thank you very much. Regularly rapt attention and real faith. Um, but there is another advice that is given for those who want to really relish the Bhagavatam. And that is to hear the Bhagavatam in the association of devotees and discuss the Bhagavatam. 
I want to ask you a question. Say there is a pond with lotus flowers. Where will you go in order to get the honey from the lotus flowers? It's a difficult question. <laughs> Will you go to the lotus flowers themselves? I think most of you are city persons and they do not know. You cannot extract honey from a flower. Who can extract honey from a flower? Bees, yes. So if you want to have lotus honey, you will go to the closest nearby beehive and you will uh, uh, go there and um, take it from the bees. So in the same way it is uh, when, when you want to uh, read, uh, no, want to relish the Bhagavatam. It is good if you hear from devotees who bring out the certain qualities of the rasa, the nectar, the honey of the Bhagavata. Therefore, we want to listen to realized Bhagavata speakers because we hope their good association uh, that we are able to relish the Bhagavatam uh, 100%. This is a very important point. So there are not three R's, there are really four, I don't know, four ways. The three R's are there, uh, real faith, uh, rapt attention and regular, but you should do so at the bar with devotees. You should now, internet gives us so much ability to listen to various lectures of interest, which will, which will be very good. So, uh, I'm almost done. Mm. 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 I would like to now uh, give you a little insight of a typical Bhagavatam uh, reading session uh, for best result. Those of you who take notes, this is a good uh, time to take notes, but of course not all of us are so interested in philosophy, so, so what to do. But, uh, so before reading the Bhagavatam, do the following. Tune your consciousness uh, uh, so that it is receptive. Uh, Prabhupada um, gave us a mantra which we should chant, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Even when you read on your own, you should chant this mantra. Um, because it makes your consciousness 
receptive to receive the subject of the Bhagavata. You can also chant Narayanam Narayanam Namaskritya Naramchaiva Narotamam. This shloka or Nashta Prayeshu Apadreshu Nityam Bhagavatam Sevaya. This do do it because it's a sadhana, it's a spurt of practice. It's not like a book that you ordinarily read. No, this Bhagavatam is like a book that is uh, a, a representative form of Krishna. The next point is make it a regular daily practice. What do you think, Radhika Rajan? Could you even think of doing this? <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm serious. I could uh, ask anyone, but I see one. Could we even conceive of reading regularly the Bhagavata? What to speak of doing it? This is a good question. Uh, my dear devotees, we have to do this in... in we speak now about reality, no? We speak about spiritual practice. Spiritual practice is never just how you appear. It's not about your front. It's not your nice face. It's what you actually do. You have to be really integral for this. Why can't we conceive of reading daily the Bhagavatam? Or what would we have to do to conceive of doing it? I think all of you should make an inventory and think what is it that stops me becoming a, a sincere sadhaka? No? What is it? I think the interest in Krishna consciousness is there. But what is it in me that stops me? I think we must first address this question and then we must see if we have good excuses to not do our practice. My dear devotees, I think no one can do this for us. It, can, it will not help if I tell you with many good Shastric arguments why you should read regularly the Bhagavatam. It is you who have to find out what stops me in doing this, and you will have to find out what could I possibly do to overcome these problems. Mm -hmm. uh, then the next is so do it regular. Now, what you need to do is you need to find a peaceful place. Somehow or other, you can work with your mobile telephones and the various apps on the mobile telephones and the various messages, even in crowded places. At least I've seen people on airports. Everyone is on his mobile telephone. 
and reads messages and answers messages. But the Bhagavatam initially is uh, uh, needs you need to find a, a, a peaceful place. And the reason is that the subjects of the Bhagavatam are not rajasic, nor are they tamasic. The subjects of the Bhagavatam are uh, um, pure sattva, vishuddha sattva. And therefore, when there is distraction, a distra and we are already a little distracted by nature, we will not have the full benefit of reading the Bhagavatam. We must find an undisturbed place. It's in an undisturbed time. It is also not good if you read Bhagavatam and at the same time you are available on your mobile telephone. Because once you are taken out of the subject of Bhagavatam, it's not so easy to come back to it. So find a peace, peaceful place, uh, collect your thoughts, and arrive in the present moment. Yes, I'm reading now mm, the Bhagavatam. Let go of your worries uh, and of your uh, yes. Uh, let go of your worries and your anxieties. Um, be open to receive something entirely new. One moment, I will just take a little sip. Be really open to receive something entirely new in your life. Um, then, uh, as you read, Stop from time to time and ask yourself the question, what is the message here? Without this, you will not be able to dive deeper into the Bhagavatam. You, you will only be on the level of shallow hearing and uh, not, uh, uh, and, and you won't be able to uh, memorize anything, to, to keep it in your mind. And finally, I would like to say, when you read, bring your attention uh, also to your heart space and ask the question, in what way does this uh, apply to me and what a way is this relevant and important for me these two questions what's the message here and in what way uh, does this apply to me is important the last thing is when you find uh, something which you would like to do in the Bhagavatam um, uh, you need to actually pray to Krishna that he reveals more of this to you that, so that you can be, um, that you are able to follow on the inspiration that you have 
obtained from reading the Bhagavata. <laughs> so these uh, four points are described in the Upanishads. One is called Shravanam, where you just read regularly. The other, when you ask the question, what's the message here, is called Manana, reflecting on the subject. When you ask, how can this, is this relevant for me? It's called Nididyasan, or apply it. And when you pray for revelation, it is called Vandana. Uh, these uh, uh, are very, very good steps that bring you to a full realization of what is Bhagavatam and health that the message of the Bhagavatam is revealing itself to you and that you become pervaded with the content of the Bhagavatam. <laughs> Good. My dear devotees, I have come to the end of my presentation. I was very happy to uh, address you today. I'm very grateful that you uh, have attended this lecture and I wish you all the best for your upcoming uh, for the upcoming day. I think we have some interesting presentations today, uh, which are still, so to say, uh, coming to us. But for now, I want to see if you have any questions regarding what you have heard. Hare Krishna, Hare Go. <laughs> So, Guru I'm just turning to the Vaishnavi side first to see if there's any questions there. Yeah. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for your wonderful class. Um, my question was, um, I know in um, some of Prabhupada's letters, he talks about the importance of reading Bhagavad Gita every day as well and how that we should, even once we've read it, we should continue reading it every day. Um, so my question was, like, if we could only, you know, read uh, either Bhagavad Gita or Srimad Bhagavatam, um, and we had to choose, um, yeah, which one would you recommend? And yeah, just how do you reconcile the two? Are you reading every day in the Bhagavad Gita? I mean, I try to read like some scripture every day, but... Yeah, good, good. Sorry, I just needed to know for... for um, In the Bhagavatam itself, it is said, Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. We should do it very regularly. And also in the second canto, 
where we find an instruction about the three R's. You know, there is is also uh, said that we should mm, uh, read the Bhagavatam regularly. Mm. This, of course, is not. No, I, I feel myself in a difficult situation here. This, of course, does not exclude the Bhagavatam. I, I don't think they are in, in rivalry, which is... Sorry, this does not exclude the Bhagavad Gita, I wanted to say. The Bhagavad Gita mm, is usually mm, described to be a scripture which you read in the beginning. Then you read the Bhagavatam, and you stay with the Bhagavatam, <laughs> and then you can read the Chaitanya Charitamrita. But the Bhagavatam is really the one scripture where you want to arrive at and stay with. That's a very important. Now, on your way to do this, you should definitely have a knowledge of the Bhagavad Gita. What, what I do is I read uh, every day in the Bhagavatam. I had now a little interruption where I only read every second day because I read every day in another Vaishnava scripture. But I have seen you need to touch the Bhagavatam every day. I need to do it uh, for sure. So, and, and then I re, then I give, of course, many, many lectures on the Gita, and I read the Gita for that purpose also. But I, I'm a sannyasi, it means I have this luxury position to just uh, read and, and, and study and prepare for lectures. That's a very great privilege. I, I consider it very, very uh, a gift of God, so to say. So for you, I definitely would say, when you are ready, I don't. Are you? Uh, I don't know how long are you in Krishna consciousness, if I may ask. A couple of years. Couple of years, yeah. You you should come to the Bhagavatam and read it regularly, and then in the evening time you can read before you go to bed a little in the Bhagavad Gita or, or so on. But the ideal is really that you come to the Bhagavatam. It's it's really yes, Prabhupada has said also the Bhagavad Gita that's at times Prabhupada had said you only need one book that's the Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> Prabhupada has also uh, yes, advised his preachers that if you want to preach just preach from the Bhagavad Gita that is good enough. Mm, uh, yes that is it is also there, but there are such an overwhelming uh, evidence that daily reading in the Bhagavatam 
is, is almost compulsory that uh, uh, we have to go by these overwhelming uh, 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 evidence. But the problem is most of us we just read something, sometimes something, Vaishnava book here or there. If we are honest, we are more regular with looking at TV or movies or social media. Our questions lack substance because we are not willing to act on, on, on the answer. And that is, uh, that is a problem which we have to uh, address individually. We have to see individually what keeps me in doing what I secretly know is the best. What keeps me from uh, uh, doing what I understand to be of the greatest value? What keeps me from, from which demon, <laughs> not demon, I'm, I'm telling it a little bit dramatic, but what is it that acts almost as a break inside of me so that I can't go to my goal? And we need to address this, really, my dear devotees. Otherwise, this magic of sadhana uh, seminar will be another seminar which you listen to, but which you forget. Remember last year, last uh, uh, two days ago, Shitsaki gave us such a good presentation on what social media does for you. And one was, it gives you an instant reward. You feel immediately rewarded. Like yesterday I heard, listen to this, that I'm invited to contribute in a, in a broadcast, in a podcast, which is one of the most popular podcasts nowadays. It is seen in China primarily, but or listened to in China, but it's now worldwide, and it has what was it? One billion, one hundred million, one hundred million viewers. And I immediately felt, wow, now you're a valuable preacher. You come <laughs> It was like an immediate reward. Uh, and then, because I had listened to Chit, Chitty Sakti, Saki's, uh, 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 do I say the name properly? What? <laughs> 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 you are in a very good spirit. That is nice to see. Help and help Then I, I do not. The, the, our, our Mataji, who was. <laughs> Sorry, it's Shakti. It's Shakti. <laughs> I don't 
get it. But anyways, this... <laughs> to understand everything in detail. And uh, yes, I, I, I questioned uh, this validation from outside. Uh, uh, Gokrishna wrote the name down, but I will... <laughs> I will try to say it again, otherwise I make another mistake. Uh, so, uh, so I have questioned that instant uh, gratification. Am I really more, is my life now more valuable? And I think we should, I should give my place to Ganesh Yampriya. He knows much better how to talk uh, about this in, in good language. and. and proper concepts and so on. Mm. Yes, uh, uh, I was re really uh, thinking about this invitation which came to me and how I felt afterwards. And uh, uh, you know, so there are so many things in the which we do which give us instant rewards like um, talking with someone and the, the person will will maybe if our discussion is good they will support us encourage us uh, even uh, be grateful to us and so on and uh, in the Bhagavatam we do not always feel such instant reward although I think when we read the Bhagavatam properly, uh, then there is uh, a lot of uh, reward. In other words, in answer to your question, should we read the Bhagavatam or the Bhagavad Gita? When I ask you, are you daily reading the Bhagavad Gita? You answered, no, Maharaj, I'm reading, I'm trying to read, you know how it means from a mouth of Indian origin when they say I'm trying, it means I'm not uh, reading every day. Uh, um, <laughs> you gave your answer, and I will answer you, whatever it is, become regular first, and from there we can work further. With us. Let us understand Prabhus and my dear Pandavasenas. Krishna consciousness starts to work at that time when you sincerely apply it and practice it. It's not enough to believe in it and that this is good. You have to apply it on a basis. And I think for some of us, and I must, uh, uh, I'm in the same category. It's not that I'm speaking this in any condescending way or I know better uh, like this kind of attitude. In every one of us, we must address that little voice of resistance that does not wish to uh, do things on a regular basis in Krishna consciousness because we feel we get a more generous <laughs> reward when we can speak to one million 
what is it, 100 million or 100 million people uh, in that podcast and we feel, wow, good, now I'm valuable. No, 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 we have to address this. What is wrong in my relationship with Krishna? What went wrong in my relationship to Krishna? So that I do not really practice Krishna consciousness. I only believe in it. <laughs> Please, Mataji, this was a strong answer, I know. <sighs> I hope you will uh, uh, not... Uh, uh, become angry at me but I feel this needs to be said and sorry you you asked such an innocent question and I answered with this point to your question I'm, I'm don't take it personally I was addressing everyone mm -hmm. thank you Krishi uh, now we have a question from Shandavinda Prabhu Yam Govinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna. Hare 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 Krishna. Encourage and present preliminary scriptures um, and Bhagavad Gita, but there's a reluctance sometimes to encourage um, others to study and read Srimad Bhagavatam because sometimes we have reluctance towards it because of the, some of the controversies that we come across. So, can you give some guidance and advice on how we can navigate that and encourage more people to? I would say, Siam Govinda, everything starts with us. When you are convinced of something, it just emanates from you. <laughs> And people in your association or those whom you influence in some ways, let's say like this, they automatically take to it. So convince yourself first and then others will definitely follow. I, I get my enthusiasm about Bhagavatam reading from the first canto, first chapter, verse number two, where it says, Ishvara Satyo Vidyavarutya Tetrat Kritibi Shubhistachanat. As soon as one attentively and submissively hears the Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, by this culture of knowledge, the Supreme Lord is established within the heart. I personally started to read the Bhagavatam when I was very young, maybe, yeah, when I was 18, I became serious about reading the Bhagavatam and I 
read every day at least three verses. Mm, that is my minimum and I have kept it up with interruptions, unfortunately, but uh, uh, by and large I have kept it up up till this age when I'm 50 uh, years in Krishna consciousness and uh, yes, sometimes devotees are not sure how long I'm in Krishna consciousness and there is a, I celebrated uh, today with, no, no, not today, this year, at the beginning of the year, my 50th year in Krishna consciousness. It was for me a great uh, there are only a few because of the mm, uh, restrictions and in Germany we are not as free as you are in England with these restrictions <laughs> uh, so we were only a few and uh, but it was for me a very uh, uh, personal uh, thing, very personal uh, and uh, uh, very moving event that half of my life, if I'm 100, my, my plan is to become 108 years if possible, uh, uh, but uh, that's not in my hands, that's in Krishna's hands. And so 50 years is a Good number. And my dear devotees, I must tell you, uh, I asked myself, what has kept me so long in Krishna consciousness? And uh, I remembered these early hours of the day when I'm reading the Bhagavatam with a great concentration. And I thought uh, it is because of this that I stayed in Krishna consciousness because there were so many controversy. You Pandavasenas have not seen any real con controversies. You know, but we older devotees see what is kept secret from the public eye. This is really a lot. You know, we are living in the material world and there are Yes, Maya doesn't stop before the temple doors. It is, she is a great devotee. She can enter in the temple as well and take overwhelm those who are not uh, firm in Krishna consciousness. Anyway, so, but I always knew Krishna consciousness is what Parikshit Maharaj uh, experienced Krishna consciousness is what like like yesterday in this beautiful play where we uh, were seeing uh, Parikshit Maharaj I wanted to really thank Vrinda Kishori for this play I was able to see it from here it was not as good as being alive uh, uh, alive with you, but it was something. So, so this uh, what Parikshit experienced, what Shukadev experienced, what uh, uh, Lord Shiva 
praise in the Rudra Gita, uh, what uh, the prayers of Lord Brahma to Krishna are. Uh, you know, these things have kept my head over the water because I always knew, yes, human beings make mistakes and we should forgive them this. We ourselves make sometimes mistakes. But uh, what the Bhagavatam describes is beyond the human uh, ups and downs. And that is where Krishna consciousness is. So, so but again, uh, my dear uh, Govinda, Govinda was your last name, uh, please first convince yourself. Have a, a time with you. Have a peaceful talk with you in an undisturbed place where you ask yourself, what keeps me from reading the Bhagavatam regularly? I think Sudhapa Prabhu brought forth a few um, excuses and defeated these excuses. No. Sometimes you think lack of time uh, keeps me from reading the Bhagavatam. But uh, you could read bit by bit. You don't need to. Sometimes we see all oh, the Bhagavatam, so many copies of our, or so many cantos, 12 cantos. How will I ever do this? But if you read every day a little, boy, you will be relatively fast through everything. Or you think, uh, I, I am... I'm a simple man. I come from a working class background. I'm, how can I be expected to read such high uh, intellect, uh, high literature? Then Prabhupada has explained it for all groups of people. Prabhupada has made it so accessible. Plus, there are nowadays such good overview literature. Liter literature where you can read the Bhagavatam. So, so it all comes down um, yeah, for to, to us being convinced. And by the way, the general pop populace, it's good if we give them the Bhagavad Gita first, because the Bhagavad Gita needs to be read first by people who come in contact with Krishna consciousness. It's the first uh, serious book which they get, and uh, Bhagavatam is a little bit the postgraduate study. No? The Gita is the fundamental the first uh, study of Krishna consciousness. So that's all right, but we speak now about to you as practicing devotees, you are no longer the man from the street, you are our own person. <laughs> Hare Krishna. So the final question is from Shiti <laughs> But Shiti Shakti, yes. Why do you? Yes. You have my name right. It's everybody else. Um, Maharaj, thank you so much. Such a wonderful class. So my question is in relation to preaching so um, and memorizing verses. Um, <clears throat> so most of the people I preach to, they're of non-Indian origin and they 
don't, aren't familiar with any kind of Indian Eastern language at all. They're very British culture. So English is the main medium. Um, so I have focused pri predominantly on learning, memorizing verses, understanding based in English. But I'm feeling a, a little, not a little, quite a big push that there's an importance to memorizing verses in Sanskrit, even if it's not going to be utilized in Sanskrit for preaching. And I wanted to get your um, guidance. How important is it to memorize verses in Sanskrit? <coughs> Shila yes. Prabhupada was once very interestingly addressing this point. He said, although we may not understand the language of the thunder, we understand in another way that now rain is coming and that it, that it will be a stormy day. Uh, so that is because the thunder carries in it a certain potency that makes itself understood beyond language. There is no, the, 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 the thunder doesn't say to you, uh, I'm here coming, I'm announcing the clouds and the rain, uh, but you know by its power and it's so powerful the the voice of the thunder that animals react to it everyone knows what is coming when you hear the thunder so in this and just the same way as thunder carries an inherent message the uh, sanskrit carries an inherent message it is a uh, the language of the gods <laughs> it is uh, uh, from another dimension and once we hear it and chant it it was we, we we are somehow associating with that word and we are lifted to this word imagine these verses of the bhagavatam and also the gita were spoken either by krishna or his very, very advanced devotees. So, yes, it is a great, great assistance for us, us to hear the thunder of the Bhagavatam and to memorize it. Also, I found out in preaching or communicating to others, if you give the reference um, even if it's only one line of the verse which you are quoting to them, they feel, oh, this uh, person knows the uh, books of her origin, or the books of from where she takes all the knowledge. Um, she really knows them. And uh, this gives them a lot of faith, a lot of uh, inspiration. Just uh, imagine you meet a Buddhist, a good practicing Buddhist, and they tell you a Dharma Sutra, a, a short verse in, in English, and then also in 
uh, I think Pali, and uh, then you feel very inspired. Well, he really knows what this saying, and I'm here, and I found someone who's really expert in it. Let me listen to him more carefully. So this is a little bit what what I would like to say for you personally. It is good to recite them in Sanskrit. I also, when I read the Bhagavatam, Prabhupada taught us like this. He, he said we should always chant in Sanskrit. He, he used to say, I've written these books for you, for your reading, and you should read everything. I've given even the word by word. Word by word, I not always do, because uh, time is there and so on. But uh, sometimes when I'm uh, reading in Sanskrit and I'm reading the translation, I'm interested what do the words say. It is naturally coming and then I go to the word by word as it is required. So it has a personal benefit, but I would say even for preaching it has a benefit. Good. <laughs> I thank you very much. I hope this is all right. right. And by the way, I know your good name, Chitti Shakti. <laughs> I, uh, Krishna, I wrote it down and then I will not make the mistake again. Uh, thank you, you would like to thank you for your answer. And also, it was not purposeful, it was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Maharaj also, we weren't laughing at you, everybody was just laughing at me, so please don't feel embarrassed. We love you so much. Yeah, yeah no, no, I, I know, I know. Also, uh, now, now I can, I, the lecture is finished, I will say something personal. You know, when you go through life with people, and you, you somehow value the people, then a very sweet relationship can develop. And although I may not know each one of you from so many discussions, I mean, I see you and I give lectures, and I try to answer questions, but I know you are in Pandavasena and I like to come uh, to visit you. And, uh, and associate with you over a few years now. I don't know how many years, but uh, I'm looking. Go Krishna points 10 years, about 10 years. I, we know each other. We are in one, uh, one little department in ISKCON where we try to serve and associate and uh, so many good things have happened with Pandavasenas the last. It is, just imagine we started schools which run very successfully. I forgot how many, maybe seven schools by now. And then we, we have this, I mean, oh no, this is so, so wonderful. Uh, although we all know maybe the greatest victims in terms of business places um, of this uh, 
pandemic weather or are the restaurants so it is struggling but it is going on and there is great determination to to make it work <coughs> we have now the huge plan for the Branston Hall this place where we are so we are one one group we are serving Krishna is one a contingent one department and that that brings some closeness uh, and when, when you laugh I, I I know it's good humor I, I know that you are not I mean that would be also so rude to invite someone and, and to laugh at him I mean, <laughs> super polite so so you, I know you know, that, that, that is not even an, a point we don't even even need to consider fine but I Chitty Shakti I so much enjoyed your social uh, wisely using and not be used by the social media that was very very helpful and and very relevant because many of uh, uh, the young people now use uh, the social media a lot and uh, it's very nicely presented good fine so i think we will end here i thank you all very much i wish you a wonderful day in krishna consciousness i wish obviously that no one of you will be infected um, and uh, uh, yeah, we will be uh, together on this journey through Krishna consciousness. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.